When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome. And thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach. I'm here with Laura. We've got a big episode for you today. There's a lot going on. I got a date night recommendation that I'm excited about sharing with you. Uh, We address a very specific uh, listener email and we go into talking a little bit about what Laura and I do to try and help people who are feeling stuck or trapped in a relationship um, or like no matter what you do, it's not getting better. Um, we've got some ideas around. I learned some stuff. I think she does too. It reminds me that I want to make you aware again of our workshop that's coming up. If you're feeling trapped or stuck and you just want to like a relationship reset of some sort, the workshop that Laura and I are teaching on February 9th and 10th is a great way to learn some skills, have a little fun. Um, there's still time for registration. I think you still have access to the, um, the early bird discount. And if you don't, uh, we're running a little bit of a promotion over on Instagram. You can check that out. We'd love to have you with us. Um, it's going to be a good time, and uh, I think we'll all be better off for it. But for now, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. This morning I was running in my girlfriend's garage. I try and mention her now on just about every episode because she listens, and I told her i talk about her. And she said, how are your New Year's resolutions? I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you oh, for asking, which I really yeah. like. So yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to check in on our listeners' New Year's resolutions because this is coming probably about two weeks post. Like we're into January, about two Mm -hmm. weeks at this point. Here's what's up. I I stole one from you, which is I want to write 224. That's how it started for 2024. 224 postcards to people Uh because I got rid of social media. So check. Social media is out. Still doing great with that. Uh Um, I haven't written a single postcard yet, but I mean, to be fair we're recording this on the 11th. So I'm only 11 days in and I really Mm -hmm. want to create my own postcards. So I have to create the postcards Mm, first. Wow. Also, this is for a friend who may or may not be listening. You said you would split this with me. So I only have to do 112 postcards, which is great. (laughs) But I'm also going to, I'm going to text him today and, and, um, hold him accountable to his 112. Um, I am also dry I heard, um, what did my friend say? She said she was doing, it's not a dry January. It's a it's a moist January, I believe is what she referred to Man. it as. Okay. But I am fully in the dry and it's easy now. Like you have to kind of get okay. over the hump of the habit. And yeah. I'm over yeah. the hump of the habit, which is fabulous. Yeah. I have yet to see any benefits from it uh, quite yet. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. And then the other one is running. So I have to run about 25 miles a week consistently for the entire year to hit my 1200 miles for the year. So okay. we'll see how you that split goes. That one, too. That one is 200 and 2024 kilometers run in oh, 2024. It. And it equates to about 1200 miles. Do not hold me on that. I'm sure someone's going to pull out their calculator <laughs> and do the conversion. I hope yeah. I'm right. I actually hope yeah. it's less than 1200 miles. That would be awesome. So um, that's my check up. One thing I remember about doing those postcards was, uh, I had a, at the end of the year, I had a map that had pins in all the different places that all oh, my postcards fun. went. You guys should do that. And you should have like red for you and blue for your friend. And then uh-huh. you'd have, like, you could see where, where all your postcards went. I also ordered 
like a box of postcards from Amazon or something. It had a hundred and something postcards okay. in it. And I, I just sent those. I, I ordered a box and I had them ready. I stamped them all on one day. Yeah. So I bought a bunch of postcard stamps and I had just them at the ready and I started cool. writing. So just yeah. a couple of ideas. I, those are, I was thinking about doing that. I was also thinking about having my son, um, write out getting practice. Cause that's something kids Her. don't get a lot of practice in anymore is how to write Writing the address out. Yeah. So I was going to have him do every week, like on a Sunday, do four or five postcards, write out the addresses. And then I will, um, write the people. Thank so God. we'll see. What are you working on and how is your New Year's resolution or I found the word. Remember how I was like, what's uh-huh. the word? I like I like a word. I think I'm working on gentle. Oh, like interesting. I, I really yeah, no. I need to be gentle with myself. I need to be gentle with my uh-huh. body. I need to be gentle with my wife and my my wives. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, Oh yeah, I found the word finally. So I don't know how that will manifest or if it's gonna manifest into something specific, but I that's my that's my uh, sort of spirit right now is a spirit of like just being gentle, particularly because I am pretty raw these days. Like sure. I have a, um, I, ca- I came out of my depression of depressive cycle. Yeah. Probably about the first two or three days of January. I know that's like, like, Oh, that was just a week ago. But like the way I, the way I track them is I can like kind of really tell in my body Mm. Um, and so like my body started shutting down about November 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably about January three, four, I was like, wait, I, I have my, my body. I can feel my body again. Mm. But, but one of the results is I feel like all my emotions all the time. I have sure. all of them and that's really good. Sometimes I'm just like crying. Like that last week, probably 24 hours. I was just crying for no way well, for reasons. Yeah. But like huh. Rebecca like walked in the room and I just started crying. So, and I went to Sarah, my therapist, and I don't cry a lot with Sarah, but she was like, uh-huh. what's going on? And I was like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. But I'm uh-huh. laughing. I went to a movie last night by myself and I was just laughing out loud. And so huh. particularly on the negative side, when I veer to anger, I can get really harsh um, with people I love. I can get harsh with my clients. I can get harsh with myself. And so- I've just sort of latched onto gentle, I think, as a as a theme that I wanna cool. like cultivate. So mm. there's a lot of that. There's a lot, there's a lot going on inside of me right now that is just like I can't quite make sense of. And I need to be care careful, full of care mm-hmm. about that because otherwise I'll I'll spin out. Okay. Um I was just thinking about this cycle that you went through. I, this is probably the first well, maybe not the first time. I mean, we've been through a lot of kind of cycles in our time together uh-huh, but uh-huh. it was we started writing our book right uh-huh. as you went into your depressive yeah. cycle and yep. now we are in the last literally this is the last week of writing and you're like yeah. i'm out i'm ready to write now <laughs> ready to go <laughs> let's do this I i'm churn creative it out. i'm full <laughs> yeah. of energy i'm ready to land this plane yeah. um but the best part is that even in your lowest is it is like grade a fabulous writing like you are still tremendously talented you like that alliteration yeah thanks yeah the thing about that is i can dial in to the task uh if i have a task and i have a specific outcome and i've always told people who want me to write as like i need a word count and a deadline mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can i can execute um yeah. even if i'm executing if the deadline is you know midnight and it's a you know a thousand words I might be writing word 950 at 1152. 
but I can get it done if I have a word. So yeah, I'm grateful for that skill because that's, that's helpful. But, um, you know, if you need me to go like take down Christmas lights, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Are they still up looking magnificent? (laughs) Some of them are. (laughs) All right. Some of them, (laughs) some of them are dangling. Yeah. Wow. Hey, um, this though makes me want to think, I want to respond to an email that we got, uh, from Campbell. She, um, she wrote in and I, first of all, I really appreciate that we have listeners that will write us in and tell us what's on their mind. Um, yeah. Particularly if sometimes they're struggling with their own relationship stuff and they want to like, uh, you know, get some tips or tricks or whatever. And sometimes they're struggling with our relationship, yours and mine, mm-hmm. um, or maybe their relationship with us, you and mm-hmm. me. And in this case, it was probably more me. Um, and she, she raised an issue that you and I joke about a lot, which is sort of me stepping on you or cutting you off or kind of having, um, having, you know, like uh, sometimes it was even more specific. It was actually really, really kind, but, um, like you'll be in the middle of something and I'll interrupt you and I'll make a joke or I'll change the subject or something. And what I wanted to say was she's right. Like I, that, that happens to me. Um, Uh. and it happens to me to you, I think maybe even more because we have this shtick and we kind of kind of are leaning into it. But uh, Rebecca has said that to me lately and our mutual friend has said that to me lately. And the thing that's important about that is that he's a man and he like, it, so this notion that it's sexist or microaggression against, you know, someone in, that I feel powerful over or whatever, like, it's not that at all. It's just that I think I have this, like, I don't want to like label it neurodivergence, but I think, I, I think my brain short circuits sometimes. And I can't like, I can't not say the thing that is bubbling up in me. And when our mutual friend talked to me about it, he started to call it dolphining. Like I'll be listening and I'll go down under the water uh-huh. and I'll be swimming along and I'll do the thing and then I'll pop up and I'll say, hey, look at that bird. Or, hey, this is a funny thing about what you just said or here's uh-huh. the, the thing. So basically what I wanted to say to her, Campbell, thank you for bringing that to our attention. I don't think I would have paid attention if it weren't for getting input from couple of different directions, but also to you, Laura, like by all means, if that is uh, troubling to you, like just hit, punch me in the face or like not punch me in the face, but you know, like say so. And Fight for space. Yeah. Help me, help me not do that because mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy, especially if it's grading. I think that was a word that she used. Um, and, uh, and I said the thing to Rebecca, like stop me. And I said the same mm-hmm. thing to our mutual friend, like, thank you for letting me know and we're constantly giving each other feedback that we, that, that, that we are honing each other. And so that's the spirit that I received it. And I want to like sort yeah. of say in general, um, because again, I'm really glad that people feel like they can tell us stuff. Yeah. And I also, I want to model the thing that I think we ought to do anyway, when we get feedback that mm-hmm. sometimes is not helpful, which is yeah. to say, or sorry, not help, not helpful is the wrong word, but not, you know, uh, flattering mm-hmm. to go, Oh, I, maybe I need to pay attention to that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a, anyway, and that's, I, a, that's a thing that I wanted to, to, to mention, but kind of before we got rolling, especially, especially if we're losing thoughtful listeners, listeners like <laughs> people are checking yeah. out. They're like, this guy yeah. is a D bag. He talks all over her. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I read Campbell's email, the response that I had to her, first of all, was she was the epitome of gentle, the way that she mm-hmm. phrased her email and wrote it was, yeah. this is what I'm observing. This is how it's making me feel. 
And yeah. I wanted to draw the, your attention to it. And yeah. that made, I had no problem at all passing that on to you. I get the emails and then I often will pass them on to you or I'll, I barely respond back guys, let's be honest. But, uh-huh. um, and I was like, this is going to be very digestible for Zach. He's going to be able to hear this and uh-huh. receive that information. Um, I would have protected you if it was somebody just coming and criticizing without an ask or without talking about themselves or the impact it has on them, but just criticizing you, I would never have forwarded that on yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. So then I had the question, which is why am I not noticing this? What is it about, what what is she picking up on that I haven't picked up on and why am I not necessarily feeling the same way? And I, w- I got really curious about that. And I think it is because of the arrangement that you and I have of we talk over each other, we interject, we have given permission many times. Um, but I did ask myself the question of, does this hurt my feelings or do I ever feel like Zach is maybe taking up space and might feel like his voice is more important than mine? And I think that I, that that has been true in instances. We had a We had an episode... Or an interview, and to be fair, there was lag um, time, and so our voices were disconnected by about three seconds, and so we were just kind of talking over each other. And generally, what will happen is if two people talk at the same time, both people pause at the same time, and then uh-huh. there's some sort of a "no, you go, no, you go." And I, th- I suspect that generally what happens is that I pause long enough for you to continue. I will always take the second Mm. position, if that makes sense. Mm. And so I'm just aware of that and thinking through that. And I don't know, it was just a really interesting pause for me to think about. Um, I have, by the way, observed you and our mutual friend uh, sort of interject or talk over each other. And you guys are always sort of getting meta on the conversation because he uh-huh. will, he'll say something about, hey, like you, you just interrupted me. And it's just very funny to watch the two of you yeah. and your banter. Okay, yeah, so thank the, the, you. I, I will say this. I will say that when I first read it, I did the thing that I always do, which is like, uh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Or uh, <laughs> she, this is her problem. Or uh, Laura yeah. doesn't even know. Like I did all of that instinctually because that's what I do. But then I paused long enough to go, I wonder what's in here for me. And it didn't take very long. It took about a split second because I had a lot more practice. But I can, I mean, I had that same thing where I was like, uh, this isn't cool or, um, but I pretty quickly moved by that. And, and I think again, if you have stuff that's coming at you from different directions, it's worth paying attention to because, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I know for a fact I do that for my clients in my clients, client offices, but I feel like that is my job. My job is to say, hold on, stop, let's do this. Here's the expertise that I bring to bear. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you start to sort of bring that home, I guess, then, uh, but also I think it's it's got something to do with just the way my brain is not quite uh, patient enough sometimes to not say the thing that I'm thinking about. I think the other thing too is I do have some measure of discomfort with discomfort. I want to make a joke. I do like to make a joke. I do like to, to like, to take the edge off a little bit. It helps Mm -hmm. me regulate, modulate. Um, So, you know, sorry, I'm thinking about all of the things that I thought about. I guess there's one more piece, which is, I think there's a little bit of it too, that I feel like this is entertaining. They're listening to a talk radio show and the talk radio show is where people 
make jokes and they do right. funny things. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, thank you for the email and thank you mm-hmm. for uh, letting me kind of work through some of that out loud. And um, I hope that's helpful. And then <laughs> I want to say one more thing before we get started. Okay. Before so really we get started. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe it's the in. same thing. Maybe that's a, maybe it's the same thing. This Christmas, I gave away for Christmas um, a pr- a product that I want to give to our clients, and because I think it's really fun, it's a really cool date night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, our listeners. Yeah, <laughs> our listeners. I, although I did refer it to a clients a couple of days ago. Um, it is a it's a product called it's a company called Escapely E S C A P E Escape L Y Escapely dot com, and it's uh it's an escape room right now situation thing but it's in your city. So like I gave away a couple Seattle boxes and uh, Rebecca and I did it. We went down to the armory, which is like kind of this in Seattle center and we opened our box and we spent about two hours in this like faux situation that we had to kind of solve ourselves out of. And I won't give away any details, but I gave my brother-in-law one for Denver. I gave my daughter one for Dallas. I gave a friend one in DC, Um, but they have about, 10 or 12 major cities that if you live in them and you're looking for some kind of cool date night, Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Chicago, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Houston, LA, Las Vegas, Miami, Minneapolis, Nashville, New York, Orlando, Philadelphia, Phoenix, San Antonio, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, St. Louis, Tampa, Washington. Um, I want to like send you over in their direction. I talked to the lady. I was so excited about her product. Um, She gave me a code. It's MTR20. Um, mm. Where you can get twenty percent off, and nice. it give, we get we get nothing. We that is there's no kickback to Marriage Therapy Radio. But um, she was like, nobody ever uses these codes, and I was like, we're going to use the code. So if you're listening, <laughs> we know we have a lot of listeners in LA. Apparently, we have a lot of listeners in New York. Apparently, um, I know we have folks in Nashville at least. Um, but if you're out in a major city somewhere and you're interested in a clever date night for Valentine's Day, I want you to go to escapely.com, buy your box. Yeah. Use our code so that I can win the contest with this lady who runs the company <laughs> and tell okay, her that so our listeners do do stuff. Yeah. This is awesome. So I just, I w- I'm on the website and the box is $49. So you're going to save, yeah. uh, you know, like it's going to be about a $40. Um, 10 bucks. Yeah. Ten, yeah. So you'll save $10. It's free shipping, which is very cool. So 40 bucks. And I've been talking to my couples about um, novel experiences. And we've talked about this on the podcast as well for date nights, not just going and doing, you know, eating a meal. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us in, in January tend to try and detach a little bit from our habits of drinking mm-hmm. and eating and kind of overdid it a little bit. So maybe you're looking yeah. for a new experiential date night. This would be really fun. Yeah, it was fun. It. We had a blast. She took about do two you think hours. Kids, kids would want to do it with parents. I'm, Can you do it in threes or fours? I think you can. Yeah. They have a whole bit that's like about team building and, Mm -hmm. you know, they have different kind of arms of their business. But um, I gave a box also to Mary and Mm -hmm. she did it with uh, same, she did the exact same thing that we did, but with two of her friends. So she, um, so she's 16, 17, they were 16, 17. They had a great time. Um, But yeah, just another way to kind of do other. Yeah. Is this a one-time use situation or is is. it you go through it and then can you give it to somebody else? No. And they, okay. So it's a one-time experiential activity. Cool. Yeah. You need your phone and you need, you know, some time to just kind of, but you know, you can stop anytime you want, get something to eat if you need to. Um, 
It wasn't terribly Fun. challenging. It was challenging, but it wasn't like, oh, impossible. You don't have to be a brainiac. They, yeah. And they did have clues. You had access to clues if you needed them. So uh-huh. um, I don't know. I dug it. I wanted to, uh, when I dig up thing, I want to like let people know about it. Yeah. And I also kind of want to, I kind of want to like, I kind of want to win that, that you want to you know, win. Nobody uses these codes. <laughs> Use the codes, people. If you live in one of these cities, just get one and, uh, or and not just save live, yourself $10 but like if you and go are have familiar. a good yeah, if, yeah, you're if you know somebody one in of the cities, city. yeah. Hey, you guys, it's a new year. Uh, maybe you're thinking about trying new priorities or trying to connect in a new way with your partner. We got lots of good ideas. It might be taking a workshop with Zach and Laura. It might be going on a date night in your city with an escape room. Or if you just want something super simple, I'll point you again toward an app called Paired that Rebecca and I are using and that we're really excited about. And I think you'll enjoy it too. That's right, it's called Paired and it's a relationship app for couples. You and your partner, you both download the app and you pair together. And then every day, Paired sends you questions or quizzes or games to have fun and stay connected and deepen your conversations. Rebecca and I use it pretty often. And uh, we, uh, my favorite part, are, frankly, are like the quizzes or the, or the games. Um, we did a would you rather thing that was kind of clever that we ended up talking about. But I also learned a couple of tips about what she found romantic. I was just in a wedding this weekend and I took some of the ideas that I got from Rebecca through the app and I implemented them this weekend at this wedding. It was pretty fun. It's not always, and in fact, it's rarely heavy. It's simple, it's quirky, and sometimes you just learn something new, which I think is a big value. And again, if you just download the app and use it every day, you don't have to make a grand gesture for the relationship. I think you should, from time to time, enroll in a workshop or go on a clever date night, but mostly you should just be connecting in the little small ways every single day. And that's what Paired will help you do. So whether you're just a few dates in or you've been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. I want you to head to paired.com MTR. You'll get a seven day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash MDR to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. Okay, now, 20 minutes into the podcast, what do you really want to talk about? Well, it's funny because I really want to talk about something I think you and I both um, have been aware of. And I asked you, it's like, what do we do what do you do with people who are feeling stuck or like stuck in this kind of way? Meaning the way it's always been is the way it's always going to be. Every time yeah. we start talking about, you know, healing or moving the the needle in the relationship, we run up against the, well, we tried that before or yeah. but five years ago we went to therapy and it didn't work or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, but people feeling just like there's no way out of this this situation that they're in. I, I'm interested mm-hmm. to know how to give people courage and hope <laughs> uh, in that sort of context. And yeah. you were like, yeah, I, just, I would love to hear what you think, actually. Yeah, I uh, actually, you're actually happy to hear what I have to I, say. Actually, Laura, would love to hear what you think. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if you interrupt me. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I had this conversation actually yesterday with a new client and I asked the question, do you have hope that this will change? Um, and she was, she was pretty like, I don't think my partner is willing and able to change, which therefore helped made her feel stuck. And I, I, heard, I had two people say that recently where they said, I'm motivated I want change. I want it to feel different. And I don't think my partner is willing to move or grow in any sort of way. And 
part of me as a therapist is like, mm, I call bullshit on that. Your your uh, your partner came to therapy. They're there. But we both know that you can show up and you can put a smiley face on and you can participate, but you are not engaged in the shift and the change. Um, so one thing that we had talked about with this particular client is I, I said, it sounds to me like you are, man, what did I, how did I phrase this? Um, kind of like a midlife crisis, basically, like a, a shift, a change, a, a, just like reevaluating who this person is um, and the marriage that they want. And basically, they want to go back and say, I would like to renegotiate the terms of our agreement, basically. Uh, and they're feeling really stuck because they are desiring shift and change and movement, but they don't think that their partner is willing to sign up for a new agreement because the old one is still serving them. And that's the stuckness that they've been experiencing is I would like to change. I don't know uh -huh. if my partner is willing to adapt and change into the new relationship that we're looking for, or I'm looking for. Uh -huh. And that's kind of the conversation we've been moving around is how do you get your partner on board to agree to renegotiate. Yeah, this is the question I'm in pursuit of. Um, yeah. Particularly when one person is feeling hopeless. Like for me, I think uh, I try to ask like really specific questions. In this case with this, the client who stirred this up for me, he was like, I just don't feel like it's happening. I don't feel like, I feel like I'm stuck. And I was like, okay, wait a second. When, if, when are you coming back next? He was like, oh, we're coming back in two weeks. Great. If you came back in two weeks, and and you felt less like this. What will have happened over those two weeks? What are you talking about? Like, what is the measure? What is the... And he started to... This is the part that is confounding for me. He started to talk about, well, it would be... We'd have more of this and we'd have more of that and more of that. And I was like, well, forgive me, but I think you've told me that that's happening. There's already more of that and more of that and less of that. You, I think you actually just reported that. So, right, is it tr is that true that you're on the the trajectory that, that right. is the trajectory that you're looking for? And he's like, yeah, it is. It's just not fast enough. Oh, I've heard that so many times recently. It's not changing fast enough. So, what do you do with that? And that's hard. Mm. The fast enough piece. This this came from uh, Tina. Shermer Sellers, actually, uh -huh. who we had on the episode 69. <laughs> and she also served as my nice. uh, supervisor consultant through the ASECT sex therapy program. And anytime you want something for your partner, you want your partner to change. Like, I want you, Zach, to uh, write a book. I want something for you that you don't want for yourself. You are going to feel stuck. And when you're waiting around for your partner to move or change, and that's something that they have control over, and it's not fast enough, that's where stuckness is. And that's what I'm seeing in my practice is I want change, but the change that I want is for my partner to change. And when they're uh -huh. not changing fast enough, that's where I feel stuck and frustrated. And you're going to uh -huh. continue to feel stuck and frustrated as long as the change that you're looking for is in your partner rather than uh -huh. in yourself. So that's where a lot of people have found themselves getting really stuck and also frustrated with the timeline in which that change is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about, um, I think it comes, I mean, again, I, 
I've been aware of and leaning into that there's always two things that you're trying to do in therapy or in relationship. One is mindset based and one is like activity based or skill based. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, I have this memory from my childhood and I, I don't actually know how accurate it is. It might even be like reinforced by some photographs, but I have this memory of being a young, young kid, like three, four, five, and my family going camping with a couple of other families and one of the Jeeps that we were driving got stuck in the mud. Like it was mm-hmm. stuck, like it could not move. And so all these adults were, I was over on the side and all these adults were like circling this Jeep and trying to push it and trying to change it and should it go backwards and should it go forwards and just wasn't going anywhere. And the memory I have is that that at one point something happened and it moved just a little bit. <laughs> like it moved a little bit and everybody went, <gasps> What look, you know, <laughs> like it wasn't out of the mud yet. Right. But it, it was, was that still in the little mud, bit it, of momentum. Yeah. And yeah. I try to say that to clients all the time, which is to go, it's moving, right? Like it's not in the mud like five years ago or she wasn't or he wasn't, you know, but is it happening now? And can you start to establish the mindset, the joy, the relief, the anticipation of what it is? Because we all know that that first piece of movement is the toughest piece like when you're stagnant or you know still right and you start to kind of move just a little bit that's the hardest piece of inertia to create mm. and i guess i'm wanting to cultivate like some way to help people appreciate that progress is progress any progress is progress especially if it's after a period of long stagnation yeah um, so um this is why yeah, a lot of people you know, when they come in for therapy, the first two to three sessions, they they come in, they see you for the first time, they establish a relationship and say, yep, we're going to, we like you, we're going to move forward. And then they're really motivated to come in again and really motivated to come in again. Something, it doesn't matter if I have taught them anything at all, or if they've had any kind of interaction or conversation that's been different. The fact that they came to therapy is the momentum. And that is a symptom mm-hmm. reliever for a little bit and can yeah. feel much better. It's like, we're on the right path. I think that's actually, honestly, why people drop drop out after four sessions mm-hmm. is because they get that feeling of, we have some momentum. Phew, now I know my partner's engaged. I'm engaged. This feels better. We don't need you anymore. And it's like, we got to keep that keep that moving yeah. forward. Yeah. It's like the people who... Um are depressed and they take their medication and they're like, I'm not depressed anymore. I'm going to stop taking my medication. I stopped taking my medication. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we laugh, but that's, yeah, that's a real deal. I think I probably talked about this. So I start each of my sessions off with what are you doing better? Like what makes Mm -hmm. you a rock star? I I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. You do. Yeah. And I, you know, I phrase it a little differently for every person, but basically it's like, can you just tell me why you're such an amazing husband? I just want to (laughs) know, like, just like, let's just, like we're at a dinner party and I want instead for you to tell me how amazing, uh, you know, your wife is, tell me how amazing you are. And mm. that's a fun question. I'm kind of curious, like how you would respond if I was to say, Zach, like what, why, what made you a, an amazing husband this week? Why are you awesome to oh, be married brother. to? <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, I think because I, if, if I were to answer that question in real time, like right the second, I would say, cause I, I really concentrated on being gentle this week. Like I cool. really, really did. And yeah. I, I landed that. I don't mind saying this, that it'll be, if this is a, this is a, 
this will come out a few weeks after right now, but um, yeah. Rebecca, Rebecca was supposed to go to her like work conference this weekend. So she left, she left Wednesday morning yesterday and was coming back on Sunday. But when she got to SeaTac yesterday, they were canceling all these flights because Alaska has had a problem with some flights. And so she spent about eight hours at the airport and then came home. No, no. And I was so bummed. I was like, that she wasn't I want gone. you gone. I yes. want you away from me right now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but she's back. And, uh, but in the midst of this kind of what led up to that, and even this last 24 hours or so, I've just really concentrated on being gentle with myself and with her. So yeah. that's made me uh, an amazing husband. By the way, today is January 11th. You know what that means? Um, I have no idea. It's not yes, my calendar. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. What is, Jan- I have no idea. January 11th. It's 111. It is 111. What, what is it? Your anniversary? It is the day that I go to Olive Garden and watch the American yes. president on TV. Um, I would love if we could go back. Uh, you know how Friends had like a, was it Friends or was it New Girl? It was New Girl had an episode every Thanksgiving. And I'm sure Friends also had like an episode every uh-huh. like Thanksgiving sure. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout our podcast, that's probably the most consistent holiday that we've talked about is yeah. when you go to Olive Garden and watch American President, which I have yeah, yet to see. Yeah. Which we were not going to be able to do because she was going to be out of town. And now we are going to be able to do, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, and so we're uh, looking forward to I'm eating at the Olive Garden tonight and we're yeah. going to watch the American President, which we've okay, done for you have 27 to ask me years. Same, ask me the same question. So I get to return the favor. I don't what know what the question me, is. What makes what's, me an amazing wife? Oh, why, am I, why is it so yes. wonderful to be married to Sorry, me? Sorry, I thought you were going to want me to ask you, like, what's important to you on January 11th? No, I got um, nothing. Yeah. Your anniversary, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, Laura, were you an amazing wife this week? Is it, now I have to, like, think about it. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I don't know. Oh, don't you know, know what I, I did? Hold What'd on. This is, a, this is a legit thing. I initiated sex. And then I tried to pull out that that sounds awful. Uh, so my way of initiating sex is I I like to get a heads up. And so I figure my husband likes a heads up. So I send him a text. Uh-huh. And usually it's like an eggplant emoji, right? Like, uh-huh. let's uh-huh. get it on. And uh, so I'm running on the treadmill. I send him an eggplant emoji. My testosterone is high. I come home. He's downstairs putting Holden to bed. I'm in the shower, assuming he's going to like come into the shower and he walks in. He's like, I took melatonin. I'm so tired. I was like, oh, well, I guess we can just reschedule. We don't need to have sex because I was like, that Uh was so an hour ago. Um, And he goes, wait, no, I still have 30 minutes before I fall asleep. Like, let's do this. And then he was very clear. He said, if you initiate sex, which I need you to initiate, you need to follow through. I cannot have you initiate and then like just Mm. not do anything with that. And I heard it and I was like, let's do this. I'm going to need some foreplay. So I went and I got all the coconut oil. I gave him a great massage. He gave me Mm -hmm. a great massage. So that's why I'm an um, amazing wife is that I'm really trying to lean into more initiation, being more intentional about our sexual intimacy. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, clients listening to this, you are welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I think, okay, so here's where I think we're landing. One is uh, you got to have some kind of like mindset shift around changes that are happening 
rather mm-hmm. than focusing on things that are not happening or things that are always the same. I think you have to acknowledge, sounds like you have a bias in the last, I don't know, seven minutes or so to acknowledge how you yourself are showing up in the relationship in ways that are unique and new and That's important. Right. Um and then also be looking for the ways that your partner is changing, like see the stuff, you know, see the movement because the movement is, is progress, even if it's not fast enough. The other thing that, um, <clears throat> the other thing that I think is that, that is kind of ties to what I was talking about a little bit earlier is when you feel trapped, when you feel like you can't, it's not working, can you take on kind of an escape room mentality, which is really about oh, we're trapped. Where's the clues? What is it? What's that? Maybe we'll, let's try this over here. Let's put that with this thing. And then, um, oh, that thing is going to lead us to the other thing. It's because uh, if you're trapped and then resigned, you might as well not open your your box, like into the, in the if we're using the escape lane metaphor, right? You just go, huh. oh, I guess I'm stuck here in this place. I'm just going to be here in this place. And that's that's no good. So I've been trying to shift people toward, okay, fine, you're stuck what's the puzzle that needs to be solved or sort or worked out or needs to be um, sort of explored, you know, what hidden corners you need to explore. Cause otherwise you're just doing the same thing you used to do. And that is sure you should expect to be, yeah, to feel the same way you used to feel. So, yeah. I was just thinking about that. Like when people feel trapped and stuck, which is usually, you know, at the beginning of therapy, when they come in, they say, we feel stuck. That's why we want for you to be here. Um, I would not be a good therapist if I just let them come into my office and try and solve their problems the same way they've always solved them. Mm -hmm. I am a good therapist because I say that that didn't work. So you don't get to make the rules (laughs) in my office. You don't get to talk to each other the same way. You don't get to try and solve the problems the same way. We are going to try this my way because my way is unique and different. And um, and usually they are game because they understand that what they've been doing hasn't been working. It's just that they don't know how to get out of that stuckness. Um, and so that can be really helpful. And I do have a lot of clients that basically say, like, we're stuck on our own. We're going to hold and pause on this conversation until we see you because you help to give us a different direction until they can figure it out themselves. Because I do not want to hang out with you for, you know, the next several years of our lives together. I want to give you the tools to be able to do this on your own. But it does take time, FYI. I mean, we are yeah. we are changing the way that your neurological pathways fire and all of that. So it does take time. So if you can be well, patient and gentle. Yeah. And I've been telling people, I don't know why, but I've been probably since we talked to Monique Thompson, I've been telling people change takes about a year. The change that you, the place you want to get to like transformationally takes about mm-hmm. a year. So you got to put it on a different timeline than just. I mean, maybe it's a New Year's conversation, right? Like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. Well, you're not going to do it in January. Or I'm going to send 114 postcards this year. We're not going to do it in January. Mm. And um, so you might as well pace yourself and, you know, buy all your postcards, put all your stamps on, do what you can do now while you're setting up for the longer game. Can I just mention this? Because it reminded me of the mentality that I needed last year. Last year, by the way, was a really big year for me. I talked a lot about triathlon because that was a new hobby for me and I had to train a lot to get there. And I crushed it, FYI, just as a reminder. This year, anyway, last year, the mentality switch that I had to change in my brain in order to achieve something that was going to take me a solid year to figure out how to swim and get and build up the endurance and all that the mindset was I'm an athlete. 
And do athletes drink three IPAs the night before they go out and run 15 miles the next morning? No, that's not what athletes do. Do athletes pound a cheeseburger right before they go do sprints on the track? No, that's not what an athlete does. And so I had to I had to shift my mindset and embody this idea that I am an athlete. Part of me asking you the question of what may why are you such an amazing husband is I want for you to embody I am an amazing husband. <laughs> you are lucky to be with me. <laughs> why are you lucky to be with me? Because I'm patient, because I'm I'm <laughs> gentle, because I'm I'm kind. All of these things and that's the mindset shift that I want for a lot of people to start yeah, figuring out it. is like what makes you so special? Tell me. Tell me why you're an amazing partner. And if if you're not there yet, I'm going to help get you there. But that's you have to embody that that uh, identity as an amazing partner or a sexual being, right? Like yeah. an erotic, sensual being. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. It means I text my husband emojis. And he <laughs> likes them. Go right on. Yeah. Um, I've got one more thing to say before we we shut down, which is uh, we have our workshop coming up. It's in yes. February, I think, eight, nine, ninth and ninth and tenth. It's so Friday, couple, Saturday. Just a couple weeks left. Um, we are we have a giveaway on Instagram. Um, so we're if yes. you go over to Instagram and you like and comment on our pin post um, on our profile, we're gonna pick somebody to like kind of have a we're gonna pick somebody and they're gonna have a free registration for you and your partner. It's about four hundred fifty dollar mm -hmm. value that we're just kind of. Trying yeah. to do the Instagram thing. We're trying to do the, make sure people have access to the the workshop thing. If you if you want to come or if you're looking for another opportunity to have a date night or a connective opportunity, um, that is a great workshop. I, I feel really proud of it. I think I've said that before, but it's, hmm. um, you go to marriagetherapyradio.com. You can press, you know, you can find out more about it there. And, uh, <laughs> but if you just want to take your chances and see if you can get a free one, like I said, go cool. over to Instagram, marriage therapy radio. Like or comment on our pinned post, and uh, yeah, we're gonna pick somebody probably at the end of the month, and uh, and invite you to come on us. Yeah, it's a virtual workshop, by the way. I did have somebody respond, and they're like, "Where do I stay?" And uh, what is that? I'm like, "You, you stay you in get your to house. Stay in your yeah, on your couch." Um, but it is Pacific Standard Time, so it's it's on a Friday afternoon from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. We treat that a lot like a date night, so it's all about connecting that Friday mm -hmm. evening from 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then we start again the next morning from 8 until 3 on Saturday um, Pacific Standard Time. The reason why we love doing it this way is that you get a date night in the evening, and then we really kind of dive into communication, conflict management, um, and building a future together on the next day. But it doesn't take over your entire weekend. But I will tell you, this is nine hours. I did the math, Zach. Um, it's a $2,000 value. If you were to come and see either Zach that. or myself in individual therapy and work through all of this material, it would be at least $2,000. Zach costs a little bit more than I do um, because he's that much better and he's just seasoned. But you get all of that value for $450, which is pretty cool. And you get... Uh, the materials that we send to you. So yeah. um, you can register marriagetherapyradio.com. If you scroll down a little bit on the right-hand side of the page, it says weekly or intensives. And it's the intensive that's on February 9th and 10th. So register soon. Is right. that it? That's it. Planned it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. So Zach was talking about Escapely. It's spelled E-S-C-A-P-E-L-Y.com. Uh, again, the code MTR20 will get you 20% off. It's $49 for a kit, and you get to choose the city. You can gift this to a friend, use it for a date night, 
Um, that's escapelead.com. Also register for our February 9th and 10th workshop. That's the weekend before Valentine's Day. So I think it would be an amazing way to just sort of reset on the relationship. You can register online at marriagetherapyradio.com. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Yesterday.